Uh, let's see. Today is the last day of March. It's hard to believe. Nine months from now, we'll be looking at a new year. Oh, gosh. Christmas will be over. Okay. Well, today, uh, we are praying for Harrisburg First Church. Guess where Harrisburg First Church is? Harrisburg, yeah, yeah. It's amazing how that falls in place like that. And Myerstown is praying for us, which is wonderful. So... uh, We'll keep them in our prayers at our prayer time. And uh, we do have some birthdays that are coming up. Uh, so, and in fact, it seems to me there's some birthdays that aren't listed there. But uh, we'll get to that. Today we have a special day. Today we are installing Sandy and Ryan as our pastors. And uh, you'll see that uh, after the, uh, the message. And uh, Pete's going to officiate on that. So uh, we'll turn that over to him at that time. And uh, I think that's all the uh, information I had to pass on. There, oh, excuse me. There will be a meal right after church uh, to celebrate our two pastors, and they're welcoming them to the church. And Pete, I hope you can stay. Uh, if you did not bring a dish, this happens all, every year. Somebody says, oh, I can't stay because I didn't bring anything. We don't have a roll call, and we don't check off who brought something and who didn't. <laughs> well, you have nothing else to do. <laughs> Just stay. Stay and enjoy some fellowship and some good food, and uh, uh, we'll enjoy having you all there. So please stay, even if you didn't bring something. Bring yourself. That would be the best thing. Okay. I think we got the opening announcements taken care of, and uh, we do have an opening hymn, ladies and gentlemen, number 201. I picked this hymn. I'm not totally familiar with it. Do we all know 201? Sandy does. Sing loud, please, yes. Uh, Walter, would you do me a favor? Since I am not really that familiar, could you play through the whole hymn for us? Do you know how to do that? Oh, we're in big trouble.
Good morning, Lord. Thank you for bringing us here today together to fellowship and enjoy your presence. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house. What a wonderful blessing it is to be among fellow believers and to enjoy fellowship, and not only that, but to worship you and praise you and give you all the glory that you so deserve. Thank you, Lord. Stay with us as we go through our sermon, our service today. Open our hearts, open our minds. Let us be filled with your word. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and greet each other, folks. Well, we're, we have a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we, I did a little arm twisting thanks to somebody's grandma. Uh, right after we pray for our joys and concerns, we're going to have some special music. Corbin has a birthday, and he's going to sing a song for us. <laughs> now, now, that isn't the special music. We're going to have special music. Uh, Doc and Amy and their young ones are going to give us some special music. So that's, that's always exciting. I like that. I hope everybody else does. They probably don't like it when I do that to them, but we like it. Well... Christine, do you have any updates you need to help us with? Um, I mean, has to my knowledge, but I had gotten some news a couple days ago that my brother, my brother Jim Burrier, has been diagnosed with prostate cancer. Oh. Uh, so it's not good. We're waiting for results by Monday. He sees a doctor Monday to see how far this is and how bad we did hear it's a fast kind. So what further things will be done? I don't know if it will mean surgery, if that's possible. We pray for if it means surgery, that can happen, and it's not into the bone. That's what my prayer is now, and I ask that prayer for, from everyone that it's not too far that we, it can be taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just let God do his work. Who else has something to share? Aaron? So I'll take on my um, grandson, Waylon. He had an ultrasound done on Saturday, and I have never heard of this before, but his bladder is attached to his belly button, so looks like there's surgery in his future. Um, my daughter-in-law should hear from pediatric surgery this week sometime, so keep him in your prayers. And uh, a friend of mine that I used to work with when I worked at Gravel Hill in the daycare, um, Lori Rank, she passed away on Wednesday morning. She went to the hospital with pneumonia, and I don't know what happened, but just keep her family in your prayers. Wow. Okay. Anyone else? Owen? <laughs> today's, today's mom's birthday. I was getting to that. But Grandma's birthday. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Well, it's not only Grandma's birthday, but uh, Walter? I think it's Walter's birthday, too. On Wednesday. And Corbin, like I said, we're, you're going to sing a, a solo here. It's his birthday, too. 14? Is that right? Oh, wow. No, no wonder you look so old, Aaron. <laughs> well, let's see. One, two, three birthdays. Uh, do you mind playing happy birthday for yourself, Walter? Oh, yes. Yes, before we do this. Hold on a second. I have a joy. I, I forget who put her on the prayer list. Janet Boozer. I always know her as Janet Boozer. Janet Boozer Dick. Was that you, Mrs. Bass? Well, anyway, she was on her... She's... Um, a good friend and neighbor of mine. We, our families grew up side by side across this field here. And she had fallen and broke the top of her femur. Everybody thought it was the hip, but it wasn't. It was like a jagged oh, break gosh. here, uh -huh. and she shattered her bones in her wrist, and she was a mess. So she was in at Hershey Rehab, and she got, just so everybody knows, she got moved to the greenhouse at the home for the rest of her therapy. Uh -huh. And she's doing... I visited her with her last week, and she was down in the dumps, and she was in a lot of pain. So I get there on Friday, and she's like, her hair is all done up, and she's dressed, and she got some really, you know, she had this cast that was up, like, underneath her armpit for this wrist that it, it didn't break. It shattered, so all these little bones oh. had just been, her wrist had been separated. So they were really actually worried more about that than her leg, but she got good news. Uh, they put, she has a cast, but now it's workable down here. And her mood was great. And I said to her, I said, now, Janet, you, you realize you're on the prayer, you, on our, our prayers at church and everybody's thinking about you. And she said, I just, I just want to thank everybody. She said, you tell them. I said, thank you. Oh. That means a lot to her. She has, her father was a minister, mm. but she hadn't been in, hasn't been to church for a long time. I don't mm. know what happened here. But anyway, and I said, you know, it means a lot when you know there's a collection of people praying for you. Absolutely. I said, when I went through the deaths of my parents, my surgery in 2010, I said, it makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. And she started to cry with joy and said, please tell everybody, thank you so much. And just to, to keep her, she's four weeks and then maybe less if she does really well. Good. So I just want to let her... How old is she? Thank Do you have any idea? Um, she has to be... What, I'm sorry. I don't know how old he is. There you go. 73. 73. Okay. Well, she's just a young person. I don't know. I'm 39. I don't know. Yeah, it's certainly a special morning today, and obviously Kayla was going to be a part of um, today's uh, service, but uh, Luke started vomiting yesterday oh. evening and is still vomiting this morning. Oh, gosh. Uh, so she is at home with him, so uh, just to let everybody know. Okay. Uh, that's where she is with okay. Luke and Evelyn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, I want to welcome our sons here. We managed to get them 
They, they run the media at Coventry, so they had to find, the, what, what did you call them, the B team to replace them so they could be here. Um, Samuel is our oldest son and Jesse is our youngest son. They do have three older sisters who are in Ohio and Indiana, so could not be here. Um, so we're glad to have them here with us today. Thank you. Yeah, they were in our Sunday school class. We had a good time. I forgot my Sunday school book, my teacher's book, so they took over. I did forget something. Um, Eleanor Long had just told me this morning that Helen and Grant were planning to come, and she was going to bring them. Well, yesterday Grant fell. Oh. He was outside. Uh, so far, we don't. We know that there's no broken bones. I suppose, hopefully not. But anyhow, they weren't able to come, so they were quite upset. But they they need our prayers very much. Yeah. Very much. There's just things going on there almost every week. Yeah. And and it's just very hard. They can hardly walk without assistance really. Yeah. But you know, it was so nice and I'm sure he was so tempted to go outside and yeah. bingo. But it yeah. can happen inside too, so whatever. Oh, sure. yeah. But we need to keep them in our prayers very much. Yeah. Well we had uh, another fall too. I, when you mentioned that it jogged my memory. Earl you had fallen. So uh, he was uh, doing some acrobatics and practicing and and he fell didn't he was trying flips and he fell on his back so no, nothing broken as far as we know right at, at least it seems that way just stiff and sore so uh, uh, worth a prayer and Arlene mentioned oh no. Loretta, excuse me, Loretta mentioned she's going for follow-up testing. So I just pray God's peace and we, you know, her testing results will be good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of concerns, a lot of joys too. So, uh, But before we go into prayer, why don't we do a, a little sing, a little happy birthday. Walter? Let's come together in prayer. Heavenly Father, you know this congregation, we like to fellowship, we like to have good times together. And you've made us that way. And uh, we rejoice in that. We rejoice in the fact that you are our Father and you have sent your Son to be our Savior. And Holy Spirit, we value your guidance. You're, you're putting your hand upon us and giving us knowledge that we would not be able to obtain by ourselves. And therefore we turn to you when we have things that we are stressed about, individuals who are injured in falls and who are, are suffering from various diseases. 
various complications. You know all about them, Lord. We don't even have to express, but you, you know that we feel better about ourselves if we talk to you, and rightfully so. Who else is as powerful as you that we can come to and ask for intervention? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being the great physician. Thank you for being the creator of everything that we have. And thank you for owning everything that we have. All good things come from you, Lord, and we acknowledge that. And therefore, we celebrate birthdays, we celebrate healings, we celebrate individuals who uh, otherwise would be lost without your touch. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done for us. And Lord, we also pray for Harrisburg First, a big church, a wonderful church. Bless their congregation. Bless their leadership, Lord. Give them strength. They have many challenges, as we all do. But let them know that we are praying for them, that we want them to prosper. We want them to be a light upon a hill, a light for you will shine upon those that do not know you. Thank you, Lord, for their witness. Thank you for their testimonies. Thank you for their faith in you. And now, Lord, stay with this congregation as we progress forward. Give us strength. Give us the might to speak your word. Let us be that light in our area, too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, can we get the Bumgardners to uh, give us a little bit of a number here? And then we'll go back to our regularly scheduled program. What are we singing today? Do you need the handheld? Yes, that's right. We're, we are, we are, this is being broadcast all over the world. Have a scheduled uh, special music where we repeat some of these songs. But we, yeah, we do like to sing together as a family, so I guess if that's called practice, I don't know, but here we go. We're going to do Happiness is the Lord. <clears throat> Happiness is to know the Savior living a life within his change in my behavior. Happiness is the Lord. Happiness is a new creation. Jesus in me, in his relation, having a part in his salvation. Happiness is the Lord. Real joy. Taking a trip 
so gracious. Thank you. That was all Eleanor's fault, by the way. Yeah, we have to blame somebody. And Eleanor, you know. By the way, we had a wonderful time at your, uh, your anniversary party. I could not believe the number of cars that were here. They, they actually filled the parking lot. We had uh, a couple buggies here. And uh, we, we were, it was a blessing. It was, it was really fun. It was fun. Well, it is time in our worship service when we give our tithes and offerings to our Lord. And if we could have our, our ushers come forward, we'll do that at this time. Well, how are you doing today? Did you hear about that? I just heard about this yesterday down in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. Karen and I attended a, a worship and prayer summit and a lot of folks from Pennsylvania down there and uh, so forth. Anyway, it was Craig Allen Myers, I think, was the one about that terrible accident in Pittsburgh of the, of the um, Vicks, Vicks Vapor Road truck and it, on the freeway and, you know, and the whole thing goes up. The amazing thing about this, folks, that there was no congestion for eight hours. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? <laughs> no congestion for eight hours. I had you going just a little bit there, right? <laughs> See, I don't do this very often, and when I do it, You know, there's stuff in the Bible that I, that I, I, I think sh if I were king of the universe, I just want to put it in there. But the, our Lord is way smarter than any of us, including me. And there's parts of this Bible that I go, oh, that, you know what? I don't like what that says, but there it is. Let me give you an example of this as we uh, work toward a message today. Uh, Psalm, uh, Psalm the 77th Psalm, Psalm 77, and um, injected into this Psalm is a little bit of a word of despair, crying out to the Lord, and yeah, Lord hears us, but then, you know, so have you ever been in a cir circumstance where, now, why did this happen to me? Why me, Lord? Lord, this has just gone from bad to worse. And Did you ever have one of them days? Maybe you've never had one of them days. Some of the rest of us have had, yeah, we've had enough of them, you know. Psalm 77, verse 7, 8, and 9. Look at that. Will the Lord cast off forever? 
Long silence, no answer. Will he be favorable no more? You listen and there's no answer. Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Now, I'm still not getting an answer. Has God forgotten to be gracious? But by the way, if you've ever felt this way, yet, yeah, as a Christian, this is biblical. There will be times. Well, there'll be questions like this. And you can go to this passage. And say, yeah, well, that's, that's how it's going today. Has he in his anger shut up his tender mercies? You cannot be in the reality of, of that in your personal life without it be sort of a gloomy day. It can be sunshiny outside, but it's sort of gloomy. Yeah, I wonder, does God even care? Does God know? Does he care? Does he see? God, where are you when I need you? You ever feel like that? There's a lowly place that includes a lot of this, these thoughts. that is precious before the Lord, folks. I have, you know, I have it. What do I have? I have a, I have a, can you believe this? I have a degree in psychology. Yikes. That is really scary. <laughs> but I have, you know, and so, you know, I've studied clinical psychology, and I, actually, my degree is in is a bachelor of science in clinical psychology. Ugh, man. I, by the way, I don't own a, I don't even own a psychology book anymore. Not that I know of. Not unless there's one hiding out someplace. And, and there's the thing of clinical depression, and I, you know, I'm quite. I don't have enough psychology to be a professional psychologist, but I have, I've had enough psychology to wonder that if there's way more clinical depression in the world than we think there is. <laughs> more, more depressed people than ever. But dear friends, so, you know, and so what's the fix? Well, let's give you a, get you on a medication and you know, and so chemically regulate a person to help them to get out of their depression. All right, okay. And I'm glad when people get out of the depression. On the other hand, if you just happen to be in depression today, and you got the questions like this, you know, that one about has his promise failed forevermore? Now, there's promises in the Bible. Well, must, must not be for today. No, no, no. Hey, if you are at that place and you say, I'm really depressed, you know what? Something wonderful can happen when you're depressed. No, not that you want to get depressed. You don't have to do anything. This stuff will eventually show up, okay? Sooner or later. But dear friends... 
it was at the most depressed point in my life that I, it opened up and I saw that Jesus died for my sins on the cross. And what if I would have never got to that point where I go, oh, no, this is My sins have separate. I could see my sins were separating me from God. I could see that. And there was the voice of the Spirit said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I knew why. It was my sins. But then what? I go, who said that? Oh, Jesus said that on the cross. My God, my God. So why did Jesus say that on the cross? By the way, he wasn't having a good day either. Let's pray a moment. Father in heaven, we thank you, Father, for your word. Forever settled in heaven, eternally true. Your word, Lord, is able to transform us. Your word is enough to heal us. Your word is sufficient. And your grace is sufficient. It's enough, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Bless us out of this word today, Father. Help us face the things in life and not just go into denial or or to put it on a back shelf, or let's hope this gets better tomorrow, but Lord, to say, ah, this is an opportunity to be with Jesus in my heart and in my life. Today, right now, here today, while I'm feeling this, all these questions, yeah, it just right there with Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And we maybe... Maybe, Lord, it's, it's, we can learn more how to stay there. Not just sort of go there for one point and then suddenly, well, I wish I could get back to that. No, no. You want us to be, Lord, in that place with you. And just help us to see some of this again today. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray. Amen. Well, let me do some, you know how I do sometimes. I do background verses. Let's do some background verses. And the first background verse I want to go to is in Matthew chapter 11, end of Matthew chapter 11. Do you know what's at the end? If you've heard me preach before, do you know what's at the end of Matthew chapter 11? Yeah, it's, it's this mean, obnoxious guy, right, at the end of Matthew chapter 11? No, no mean, obnoxious guy here. And you need to accept what Jesus says about himself as a living reality in the whole universe. Says in, Paul says in Colossians, and he says it in a number of ways, but the one that pops into my head there in Colossians, Paul says that Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything that God is, is in the person of Jesus. Yeah. He, God the Father, yeah, he's really God. But do you know God the Son is really God? And his, this is the one who's speaking this at the end of Matthew chapter 11. Jesus says, 
and you hear it, and let this come in. Let this, let this soak in, let this sink in. And if you got a day here with a lot of questions on why is this happening to me, or why is this happening to my family, or why is this happening to my neighbor, tough, tough stuff. Jesus says, come to me. This is the fullness of the Godhead in the person of Jesus is saying, God is saying this. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Have you been able to sleep? Uh, you just go to that verse, say, okay, Lord, help me soak myself in that one. Soak my feet, soak my thoughts, soak everything about me in that verse. Labor, heavy laden. And he wants to give me rest. And then verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The God of the universe wants you to learn from him. Through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. He says, for I am gentle. Look at this. Uh, Old King James says meek, but meek is not weak. Gentle and lowly in heart. God of the universe created everything from one end of the universe to the other is saying that his true nature is gentle and lowly of heart. Now, if you, uh, if you get obnoxious with his people in a mercy to others, if you are being obnoxious, the, the Lord may bring wrath, wrath on your life just to give somebody else the mercy. But what he wants to do to you is to be gentle and lowly in heart. And he says, and, I, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Another background passage I'd like for, it, for you to go to, and th this is uh, Matthew chapter 5. Do you know what's in Matthew chapter 5? Yes, Sermon on the Mount. I'm just going to read the first beatitude because it has the word poor in it. We're talking about how Jesus became poor. Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Jesus says, blessed that there is a place of blessing. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, you can be poor in all kinds of ways. You can be poor in your bank account. And be poor. But this, we're talking about what? We're talking about things in the spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. He says he's what? He's meek and lowly of heart. He's gentle, lowly of heart. Then he says here that that the poor in spirit that says they are blessed for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Let that soak in a little bit. Being in a spiritually poor, low down place. Is being poor low down or is being poor, yeah, we're up here on the, and we're king of the mountain. No, if you're poor, you're, you're down here someplace, you know. Yeah, well, I was down here, and then I went further down. Yeah, okay. What about that? 
And then the next day, you can even go lower. And you say, well, you know, this isn't working out at all. No, don't give up yet. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs will be what? The kingdom of heaven. Well, go to uh, Luke chapter 6. It's uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 20. Again, this is background stuff. Uh, over the last couple of years, we've, we've sort of run through some of these, but we're going to go to a passage we haven't been to before here, church. Luke chapter 6, verse 20, almost says exactly the same thing what it says there in Matthew 5. Luke 6, verse 20 Yeah, I'm on the wrong page. What, what, what do you do when you're on the wrong? You've got to find the right page. Sandy, come on. Luke 6, verse 20. Then he lifted up his eyes toward his disciples and said, by the way, I'm fascinated that he's lifting up his eyes to the disciples. That means, was he sitting down the hill from where they were sitting? If that's going on, that just fascinates me. The lowly place has begun more and more to fascinate me. Being in a lowly place. He says, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. The lo There's something about the low place. Here's what he says here uh, to his disciples. Blessed are the poor. Now, some translations will say you poor, but the you, you is not there in the Greek. Blessed are the poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Almost exactly, only he doesn't say spiritual. You know, the poor in spirit. Here he just says poor. How many different ways can you be poor? You know, can you have a bunch of money and still be poor? Yeah, well, no kidding. I don't have any friends. Yeah, well, you're poor in friendships. What else? I wish somebody would, would help me. You know, you know, well, don't you have money to go to the doctor? Well, yeah, but I'm just, yeah, and you have poor health. <laughs> my, my. How many ways can we be poor? And really, he's just saying here, in the poor place, in your heart, in your life, there is a blessing. Do you see that there's a blessing? <laughs> I'm going to end on a, just a little story. <laughs> Being in a poor place. Just to illustrate it. It can happen this afternoon. It can happen before you get out of this building. Awareness of being poor in some way before God. And before others, even. But there's a place of blessing. A blessing of heaven itself. The kingdom, the kingdom of God here, it says. Then I want to go back to uh, 1 Peter, would you? 1 Peter. 1 Peter. And then, and then we'll go to, to our real scripture. These are all just sort of, uh, you know... I don't believe in short sermons, so I got to have something to, to, uh, to, you know, to read, right? Yeah, no, nobody even smiles on that anymore. They, they, yeah, 
First Peter chapter five. <laughs> First Peter chapter five. Uh, yeah, just read this over and over. This this is counterculture. Our culture doesn't want to even think about this, and even the culture in the church doesn't want to talk much about it. They would rather talk about being in a high authoritative place than what? Than this. First uh, Peter chapter 5, and look at verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, that's, now I see I'm 69, almost 70, includes me, younger people. You know, I know some older people. There's a few, there's a few older people. I don't know. I, no, I don't think Walter's old. I think he's, I think he's, uh, he, you know what? He got a birthday. If you got a birthday, you've got to be pretty young. But by the way, by the way, you know, one of these Sundays, we're just going to sing happy birthday to you because you don't tell anybody. So we're just going to pick a Sunday. By the way, that goes along with that joke about the, you know, the Vicks maple rub truck. Just to let you know, my brain is working. Here's what he says. Younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. I don't even know who that is. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Hey, everybody is to have a submitted heart to one another. Be clothed with... Okay, now being clothed with, so I got this coat, and I am not clothed with my coat right now. To, to, to be clothed with my coat, i got to put this on right or I get the wire all tangled up. To be clothed is to put it on. i got to be wearing it. Now, now I'm clothed with my coat. You be clothed with humility. Put it on. One arm here, one arm there. One pants leg at a time. You, clo you clothe yourself with humility. What did Jesus say? He's, he's gentle and lowly of heart. Jesus is in the lowly heart place. He's in the gentle place. How did he get there? He's there because... Because he's a fullness of the Godhead in bodily form, he's that by nature. And Philippians tells us, Philippians chapter 2, you, uh, you remember the seven steps in Philippians chapter 2? Some of you heard about that. If not, just go back and read the passage, how Jesus did not claim any exemptions for himself, but he humbled himself, he humbled himself, he humbled himself. Seven steps down to where? To the cross, he humbled himself all the way down, and he didn't do it like we do it. He did it because it was his nature to do it. Wow. You know, what's, what's the difference between him and us? Well, that's not so much my nature. <laughs> yeah, what do I, I want to think I'm... I'm smarter than anybody else. I want to think that, uh, you know, I got it more together. You know, those other people. Yeah, those other people. But, I, you know, I, 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 I do better than that. Right. 
I tell you what, that's not being clothed with humility. <laughs> and only as we say, you know what, maybe they are smarter than I am and really believe it and really start acting that way. Oh, then you know, we're clothed with humility. And there's a lot of people, my dad always said, my dad made it as far as uh, seventh grade. And then he had to quit school and, and uh, go work on the farm. All right. That was, this was Indiana back in the uh, 1930s. Now, but my dad always, he was, uh, was my dad smart? When I, was, when I was in high school, I thought my dad was pretty dumb. You know, how many of you thought your dad was pretty dumb? Thank you. We, we arranged this just to keep the preacher humble. But I remember waking up one I don't know if he's woke up yet. I remember waking up one day discovering, you know what, my dad is way smarter than I thought he was, and my dad is way smarter than, than me. I don't care if he's only been to seventh grade. And my dad always had this little saying. He says, yeah, a lot of people are educated way beyond their intelligence. I think he knew what he was talking about. A lot of people are educated where? Right out into an arrogant, high-minded place. They've lifted up their soul to vanity. Emptiness up there. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to dominate whatever. Some people think they're going to dominate the world. Be clothed with humility. God resists the proud. Yeah. You ever feel like God has resisted you? God has resisted me because, yeah, because I was doing it. God resists the proud. I'm still learning. Bring my heart down. I don't go down to a lowly place because it's my nature. The only way I get down to a lowly place is what? To repent myself down. To repent my heart down. You don't repent up. You re if you really repent, you go which way? Down. And you say, Father, I've sinned against you and against heaven. I've missed the mark. I've sinned the sin. God, you said it was sin and I did it. Lord, if you don't help me, I'm in a heap of trouble, spiritually and otherwise. But to reckon in our hearts to the humble place to get, to get what? To that place where the rest of that, that verse, verse 5, end of verse 5, God resists the proud but gives charis, grace, Charis, the uh, same word is used for, uh, uh, you know, like a charismatic politician, whatever. Charismatic. No, this is 
full of grace. Someone that has, he gives grace to who? The humble. When we get ourselves to the humble place, which is, which is verse 6, therefore humble yourselves. Yeah, well, Lord, bring me down. No, he says, you bring yourself down. You humble yourself. All right? Now, this isn't, this isn't the new information. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting your care upon him, for he cares for you. Let's go to the main text today, and that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And uh, aren't you just glad we'd only got three verses to look at today? <laughs> that's, that's only in the head of the preacher. <laughs> I only got three verses. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 8. And he's talking about generosity in the passage. If you want to go back and, and look at it sometime regarding uh, Titus and what was going on. And there were some real needs. And let's be generous and do what what we need to do to help people. And, um, and, here, and he, he says, um, verse, verse 8, verse 7, as you abound in everything... Okay, he's talking about spiritual virtues here. As you abound in everything, abounding in everything sounds like you are what? Are you rich in the virtues? Are you poor in the virtues? Sound like you're rich in the virtues, okay? Abounding in everything, and here are the virtues, in faith. Yeah, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to believe the Bible and I'm going to believe the Bible so much I'm going to do it. I'm going to have faith. In speech, yeah, I don't care if anybody doesn't want me to say it. I'm still going to say it because it's the Word of God. In knowledge, which is uh, gnosis, that, that is to know the truth, the reality of the truth, all right, in all diligence, okay, we see what needs to be done. Let's do it already. And you stick with it till the job's done. And in your love for us, that's agape, which is the, lo the, the, lo the kind of love that we find in the cross of Jesus. They got real genuine love that is the love of the cross. See that you abound in this grace also. There's one more thing. He says, you got this stuff, you got faith, you got diligence, you got all that stuff, but I want to make sure that you got, don't miss this one. He wants us to be rich in these things toward God. It says, in this, abound in this grace also, I speak not by commandment, but am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. So there's others around that's looking at you and saying, 
Yep, they're, they're sticking with the job to love as Jesus loved on the cross. You're going to love with that love. Okay, now I want you to do that, not just because I tell you to do it, but you do it. Verse 9, don't miss this verse. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? He said, what? He says, I'm gentle, lowly of heart. He's that by nature. He is that by nature. Listen, he wants you to see what? He wants you to see help me, Lord. Abounding in everything. He wants us to see the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he, that's Jesus, was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor that you through his poverty might become rich. So what did Jesus do? You have seven steps down there in, in Philippians chapter 2, down to the even dying on the cross. That's how far Jesus came down. Born in a manger, and he just kept right on going down. And here's this lowly, gentle-hearted Jesus there in the low place by the nature of his Father in heaven. Here he is, and you're having... A tough time of it. Now, I was having a tough time of it and I said, Lord, I, I don't understand and my sins are separating between you and me and, and Jesus died on the cross for my sins. What did Jesus do? He gave up everything. He's, he gave up being, uh, you know, all these disciples, well, there they go. Judas betrayed him, and Peter denied him, and the rest of them are running off someplace. Oh, so he didn't got any disciples that night. He gave it up. And here, and here, what did they do? They nail him to a cross. They put a crown of thorns on his head. He gives up everything. The God of the universe in the person of his son who owns the whole universe, he gives it all up. There in the lowly place, you find him. You find him in the lowly place. And what is he going to do in the lowly place? If you're in the lowly place, how did you get there? Yeah, I repented myself, my heart down. He said, you, you humble yourself. Yeah, repent yourself down. And whatever it takes to get yourself, your heart down there where he's at. And he gives up everything so that you get what? <laughs> right there, he says, yeah, I'll give you my eternal life. I'll give you forgiveness. 
They'll give you salvation, justification, sanctification. I'll give you everything. He gave up everything and then he died. That's this God. And I got a feeling, well, you know, he 